You heard that fight song means we're going to turn to the Ace to Go Paddle Hotline and check in with in Birmingham, Alabama from Lindy's Magazine, Lynn Scarborough. Good morning, Lynn. All our listeners have had their withdrawals. You know, hey, make sure you got Lynn on today. So let me tell you, your absence on Thursday was certainly noted. Well, I'm uh, I'm here. Uh, we were out at the uh, out of the Hoover Met for the uh, SEC tournament, and uh, I'd already tried to do two radio shows that day, Nick, and it was a it was a disaster. Uh, the, the the number one, uh, it was it was uh, three days of of rain, uh, so the weather situation was not good. And then within within the Hoover Met, great facility for baseball, but not a great facility for trying to do live radio interviews. And uh, I tried one uh, one show that uh, you and I communicated uh, three different times during the interview when Dan had to try to re- reconnect, and that's a very frustrating thing for the people doing the interview as well as for the listeners. So sorry, sorry that uh, that's the case. We've we've broadcast successfully, Nick, from a whole lot of venues around the country before, but uh, that was one that was giving us a lot of trouble. You know, that's what you say, but I've seen what the SEC has done. John Tabor and I have watched it. You were really out ziplining, putt-putt golf, testing the hitting at the Fan Fest. So you can make up that story about all you want to about poor reception. But we saw Lynn Scarborough on the SEC Network ziplining. I, I can tell you, 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 Nick, may see me do a whole lot of things, but you're never. if they have ziplined me, there's been a great job of Photoshopping. So, Lynn, what, you, what you're one, saying One thing is, I'm not going to do is zipline. You're saying we won't see you on the rock climbing wall. You will not see me on the rock climbing wall. I won't be repelling. I won't be spelunking. Uh, I won't be climbing mountaintops, and I won't be uh, ziplining. Uh, let's talk about I, it. Hey, I wouldn't have done that when I was 40 years old. <laughs> I'm sure as heck I ain't going to do it now. I want to tell you, though, but what you have seen, you have seen some very good baseball. Certainly, uh, the SEC tournament did not disappoint in what you've seen so far. Well, you've seen some very bad baseball, <laughs> and uh, and you also had a nightmare yesterday at SEC softball. So we'll talk about both of them in a in a four game. Si- in a, here, here's how bad Adam, it was. you're in. A, hold on, wait a minute. You're in a state of depression after the SEC softball. Oh, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's terrible. Nigga, it's it's t- worse. Arguably the worst day that SEC softballs had in, in the last decade. Uh, since they became the dominant conference, uh, you can certainly say they've never had a day as bad as yesterday. And how bad was SEC baseball? Here's you four consecutive games. Uh, Missouri lost 10-2. to two. Auburn lost 12 to nothing. Kentucky lost 11 to nothing. And then, or maybe it was 10 to nothing. And then uh, Mississippi State is rolling along ahead of Florida three to nothing after seven innings, and when they come to bat in the bottom of the eighth, it's eleven to three, and Florida has almost batted around twice in the uh, in the top of the eighth, uh, with and, and then got and got six walks and went through five pitchers in one inning. So, uh, yeah, it's, I guess it's. Uh, I guess you could say it's good baseball. Not really even good baseball for the ones that win. Okay, uh, I, in games <clears throat> in 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 a, in a three-game set, the three consecutive ball games, the combined scores were thirty-two to two, and and then you go into the next game and it and it's an eleven-run inning to go from up three to nothing to massacred eleven to three, and we end up losing worse than that. It's like twelve or thirteen to three, but but to get eleven in one inning, so. We, we're just shaking our head. When's the last time we had seen that pathetic performance by four consecutive teams? And I, I think the answer is never. And um, and then you have softball happen. So 
48 hours of not-too-glorious uh, sports on the diamond. All right, I'm going to start with uh, your and my alma mater. You look at Auburn, I think, with a victory over Ole Miss. You talk about their disastrous performance versus uh, Arkansas. But don't you think that that game with uh, Florida really took the wind out of the sails? You look at Auburn, a chance to go ahead. The runner slips down. Uh, would have given Auburn a 5-4 to four lead. That ultimately was the difference, put all the eggs in that basket, and once uh, the loss to the Gators kind of just took the wind out of their sail. Well, I don't think there's any question about that. And, and it happened, you know, that happened after midnight. Uh, that, and that's another thing that's made this tournament uh, so challenging is that the, the two, two days you had long uh, afternoon uh, th- thunderstorm rain delays. I mean, an hour and a half, two hours, pushing games back, games that were supposed to be played on Tuesday night were played on Wednesday morning. Arkansas doesn't even doesn't even have to play until uh, Thursday, so they get two complete days of rest. Uh, while other teams are having to play after long delays, um, with with pitchers having to sit there and get cold, uh, and then come back and, and pitch, and and then have to come back the next day and play. It's been a it's been a scheduling nightmare uh, for the for the conference of trying to figure out how to accommodate uh, all this rain mess. Uh, the, the teams playing in the morning have had a great advantage over the teams playing in the afternoon. Um, you know, you had, had one game ended at like one in the morning. The, the, I know the Auburn Arkansas, I mean Auburn Florida game uh, ended at like fifteen to one, twenty minutes to one, or something like that. The, it's just been a it's just been a mess, and it's it's no it's no cut on no cut on Hoover or, or on the or on the that ball field, or on the SEC as far as that goes. You know, you can't control the weather, and uh, the the weather dictated uh, what's happened for three days there, and it was to uh, a few teams' advantage to a lot of teams' disadvantage, and you saw and you saw the outcome. It's just not been uh, – it just didn't make things conducive for, for teams having an equal chance and for, um, you know, for everything to, everything to go well. On the Auburn thing, yeah, I think it kind of ripped their heart out. They had Florida beat. Uh, they had already swept Florida one time before. Uh, and and uh, if uh, – there was Dylan Ingram. You know, if he scores – uh, coming coming around third there in the eighth, uh, they they may go on and win the game. I and mean, Florida Florida ends up winning the game five to four on a walk. Uh, so they don't they don't even get a hit to win the ball game. It's a it's a walk off. Uh, I mean they walk the the winning the winning runner when they would have been behind five to four. But again he rounds third base and they had had uh, you know it had been raining. In fact it was actually raining then. It was another rain another rainstorm at that time. But they had had to delay it so much they didn't want to stop it because if they did that, they had to start the game the next morning. And so it, it's, it's raining at almost midnight. The guy around third base hits the grass, slips, falls flat on his face. Is lucky to even scramble back into third. Um, and that would have that that uh, run right there would have tied the game, Nick. It would have made it no, five. no, that, that would have made, no. it, made it four to four because no. the next the next batter. I mean, he, he ends up scoring because the pitcher is throwing a ball that's so wet that he throws a wild pitch. And it goes to the feet, goes to the backstop, and so he ends up scoring to make it four to four. But if he had not slipped going around third, then it would have been four to four already. The wild pitch because of the rain would have caused the guy who got got the double. I think it's Connor Davis to score. So it was just a, it's just been a, it's just been a mess. Well, let's talk about the teams that lost. I talked to Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine. Got a lot to visit with him. Uh, had trouble communicating on Thursday with a difficult, difficult cell reception at the Hoover Met. But let's look at the teams that lost out on day one. Vanderbilt should be safe for the field of sixty-four. What about what about Texas A&M, Ole Miss, and uh, Georgia? No, Georgia's gone. Uh, Texas A&M ought to be in, and I suspect that South Carolina doing as well as they've done. Uh, 
uh, plus the fact that Auburn Auburn beat uh, Missouri, beat, beat Mississippi three times in in like six days. Uh, I suspect Ole Miss uh, won't make it. If they, I mean, you know, I hope they do, but I suspect that uh, I know Georgia's going to be out, and I, I suspect and, and Missouri, I feel like is going to be out from having their you know, their, you know losing two there. Uh, they did they did win a game, uh, but I, I suspect they're going to be out, uh, and then. Uh, and then Ole Miss, I'm afraid Ole Miss may be maybe out as well. The, you know, everybody everybody going in there. There were about four teams that felt like they might get in, but they knew they needed wins. Maybe five teams in order to do that. Uh, one of them certainly being South Carolina, which they've done. And quite honestly, the other one, another one being Auburn. Uh, they were they were put as a as a number three seed, but said if they lost if they lost one game and somebody else came up and really had a, a big tournament like South Carolina, they could have lost it. So. Uh, 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 Butch, Butch Thompson did an unusual thing. He puts all of his eggs in the basket of winning that first ball game, because the you know Auburn, in order to host a regional, was going to have to win the SEC tournament, uh, and uh, so their main goal going in, I believe, was let's win the first ball game so that we can make sure we get in the tournament. Everything else, we'll let it go. We'll see how it goes. Auburn's got two ace starters, Keegan Thompson and um, and Casey Mize. And they've been two of the better better starters in the league this year, and so he starts Keegan Thompson. He gets through about four innings, uh, and and I mean Auburn's still okay. They're, they're winning the game. It's a close close ball game. Keegan's done okay, and then he brings in Mize, and so he he lets his second ace pitcher be the relief pitcher for his first ace pitcher. Where Mize comes in and strikes out like I think ten players. The rest of the ball game they get they get I think two hits off of him. One of them's a home run. Uh, never threatened to score. Otherwise, Mize shuts Ole Miss down, and Auburn wins the game. Um, so he has achieved what he needs to achieve. It, it becomes a you know no SEC team with 16 wins has ever missed the NCAA tournament. With that one, he's then got 17 wins, um, and and is in the winner's bracket uh, for the you know for the rest of the tournament. So to, for eight play, eight teams. So he has achieved what he wants to achieve. He's got Auburn in the NCAA tournament. But what he's done is he's used both of his starters. So they don't, they can't, they can't pitch again. They might could have pitched if they had made it to Saturday or Sunday. So he's he's uh, achieved what he wants to achieve. He's got them in the NCAA tournament, but they now are going up against the number one team in, in the league, uh, one of the top teams in the country in Florida, uh, and they can't pitch either one of their ace pitchers. And and then of course by the time you get down to Arkansas, uh, you're you know they, they played Davis Daniels, who has been uh, doing well. Davis did not have a good outing. And then they've already they've already used Cole Lipscomb. They've already used uh, uh, I forget the other one they used, but they they use their their regular uh, relief guy. And so they got four pitchers they can't pitch. And um, so you know, so the strategy when you go to a conference tournament is a little bit different. South Carolina they knew they had to win, um, you know, to, in order in order to to get a shot. And they've and they've done it. Ole Miss I think in the same position they had to win. They well, they threw their best pitcher, but they didn't win. And um, you know your strategy is different when when you're going to the SEC tournament for for some teams over the other. Some absolutely know they're in great shape, so let's win this thing and get to host a regional. And some are on the bubble and say, okay, we just got to make sure we win. So these are the you know tournament strategy is a little bit different. It certainly is, but you got a big uh, big semifinal games today: LSU, South Carolina, Arkansas, and Florida. John Tabor would love to see an LSU Arkansas matchup. It could happen. You know, it could well happen. Florida's not been invincible. Um, you know, they, um, they're they good. They jumped on Kentucky. 
uh, big big time. And then they put up the 11 spot against Mississippi State. Florida's a Florida's a powerful team. You can hold them in check, and then they uh, and then they can come back and really jump on you. They're a, you know they're a dangerous they're a dangerous team. But I mean it could it could happen. Uh, Arkansas's a, Arkansas's a very big power hitting team. Uh, Kentucky's a power hitting team, and uh, and Florida shut them out ten to nothing. So, uh, but yeah, that could that could happen. I I think South Carolina now has has worked has worked its way into the NCAA tournament um, by by winning three games already and getting to the semifinals. So probably none of them have anything to to gain or lose. South Carolina, if anybody's still on a bubble, because South Carolina only won twelve conference games, I think, during the regular season. So they're still they're still uh, not up to the sixteen win margin yet. I don't think. I'm talking from memory. I think they got fifteen wins. They may have sixteen now, but uh, but I think South Carolina is the one in, that, that still could be in jeopardy. So uh, Carolina uh, probably needs to win win today more than anybody else does. Well, disappointing watching over here in North Louisiana because certainly want to see Arkansas do well. They only have sixteen losses on the season. One of them was to Louisiana Tech, and the they should have uh, another one. Louisiana Tech, uh, they split in the two-game series that they played, but Louisiana Tech had a good chance of winning that uh, game, too, and that would bode well for the Bulldogs, but a disappointing seat showing down in uh, Biloxi. And, then, and also, Louisiana Tech has a victory over Mississippi State as well. But, Lynn, I don't think that's going to be enough to get the Bulldogs into the field of 64. Yeah, I, I looked at it. I'm afraid it won't either. I mean, they got a shot. They, 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 they probably considered a bubble team. But, that you know, t- there, there are teams when you go to the tournament, you gotta, you know, you've got the. It's there for you to play, play your way in, and uh, some things play their way out. Well, before we talk softball, one thing that we talked about on Thursday and we talk about on Saturday: don't count uh, Wayne Graham and those Rice Owls out, and now they're making a strong push down in Biloxi. Well, you know, we were we've been saying that on the uh, conference USA report for over two months. Is that you know, uh, Rice is down toward the bottom. It's a low start. However, it's Rice. And within that conference, they are the, you know, they, they traditionally have been the LSU uh, of, of that conference. L- LSU is to SEC baseball, what con- to a lesser degree, uh, what Kentucky is to, to SEC basketball. And Rice has played that role in Conference USA baseball. And, you know, if you're good enough to get a scholarship and go to Rice, uh, you're going to be a pretty good player, and you've got a good coaching staff, and you just got to figure that if there's a, if there's a really down year, it's going to be the – uh, the unusual thing, not the not the trend, and uh, it does not surprise me at all. I, I thought Rice would would move along. In fact, on your, on uh, the Conference USA show a couple of weeks ago, I pointed out that look down at Rice, uh, you're not going to find them at the bottom. They're up in the middle now, and they were the dead last in the conference at one point. And so it uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. Well, that, you, uh, that Rice you, has come along, right? And you look at Conference USA, which has turned as strong, uh, you know, has been a, a three bid league minimum. You look at Old Dominion, you got Southern Mississippi, uh, possibility of hosting a regional over in Hattiesburg. But if Rice were to win the Conference USA tournament, that's knocking someone out, and it could be one of the SEC teams that we mentioned earlier. It's possible, certainly possible. I suspect if Hattiesburg uh, does host a regional. That an SEC team will be there. I don't know who it would be, but that's a that's a logical thing to do to put a Southeastern Conference team in in the regional Hattiesburg. That would make that make for good competition, and good television, and uh, so don't be surprised if uh, if Southern Miss does host one. I, I suspect you get an SEC team. It could be there. Mississippi State or Auburn. Now I want to turn to the reason you had such disparity in your voice this morning. Not a great day for SEC softball. Oh, I, I think uh, since since the SEC has become the dominant conference, and, and they have been, and, and if if what happens today could happen, it's not going it, to. It's going to be similar to last year uh, in football, 
when Clemson won the uh, won the championship, uh, and uh, and the SEC had, uh, I guess, five teams with eight wins, and and you're having to decide which one gets to have the bowl pairings or whatever, and they're saying, okay, the SEC has lost it; they're not the strongest conference anymore. That's not the case. The SEC wasn't the strongest conference last year. That doesn't mean they're not the strongest conference. And if if the nightmare continues for ACC softball today, it won't mean that other team, the other conferences have passed them. It'll just mean that this year the SEC didn't step up to the plate. Um, not, not only did the SEC lose everywhere yesterday, they didn't even score. Uh, Ole Miss didn't score and, and got knocked out of the tournament altogether at UCLA. Auburn lost and didn't score. Kentucky lost and didn't score. Um, Alabama lost and didn't score. Uh, they lost to another SEC team who the night before hadn't scored. Um, LSU got beat. At least they scored. They scored one. Um, Texas A&M got beat uh, by Tennessee. They scored one. Uh, the the uh, five SEC teams that lost yesterday, or six, I mean, was it lost, uh, didn't score by like two runs. I mean, it was uh, it was a nightmare situation. And so now you've got, uh, you know, you've got uh, Auburn, LSU, Texas A&M, Kentucky, uh, all of those teams. If they if they don't win a doubleheader, uh, that well, well, a game today and a game tomorrow, then then they're lost. Eighty two percent saw saw this on uh, on ESPN. Eighty two percent of the teams that win the first game in softball super regionals make it to the finals. So the percentages are very high that Auburn, LSU, uh, Tennessee, and Kentucky, uh, I mean, Texas A&M and Kentucky, all get knocked out of the tournament today. And that, that being the case, uh, we knew going in that you were going to have two SEC teams that were going to make it, the winner of Florida, Alabama, and the winner of Texas A&M and uh, Tennessee. And if uh, unless there's a big change in things, uh, you're going to end up starting with eight and ending up with two, uh, which is a nightmare. Uh, for SEC softball, uh, you know, credibility. And uh, and not only that they're losing, but they're not even able to score. And it's not just one team. It's a, it's across the board. So it's uh, not a not a proud day for SEC softball yesterday and, and could be a further disaster today unless things really get, uh, you know, really get turned around. And, and uh, good for the teams that are winning in, in, at the SEC baseball tournament, but the uh, the play has not been superior and the conditions have been horrible. Well, I want to say this real quick, and then I got my orange and blue Homer glasses on. I think you could have put Auburn and Oklahoma in different regionals. I think you. Uh... Oh, there's no que- there's no question about that. If the if the if the idea, and I don't think that's Auburn Homer glasses. The um, if you if your idea is to have the best eight teams in the tournament, in the in the World Series, I don't think there's any question. You, there's no way to argue that uh, that Auburn and Oklahoma are not two of the top eight teams in the country. I mean that's. That would be silly to even try to argue that they're not. Um, and they knew they knew exactly what they were doing when they paired it up. Uh, that's a that's a great pairing for television. The, the the opening game of this year started on ESPN down in Mexico, uh, Auburn and Oklahoma. Auburn won that game uh, as a rematch of the national championship. Uh, then they rematch them again, so that the those two teams cannot go back. One one of them gets to go back. But that's great TV. You got uh, you got a rematch of last year's national championship. Con- uh, a competition that went to a one-run win and a and a that went all the way to the end of the three-game series and started off this season with those two teams playing each other. So it's great, it's great television and great drama and all that. But uh, Oklahoma was ranked number six in the final poll, I believe, and Auburn's ranked number seven. Um, 
and there's there's no way that those two teams are not two of the best eight teams in the country. No, should not have been paired together. Well, I want to go, you know, I got a, a great surprise in the mail. I just want to let you know that it, it came in Thursday afternoon. And I waited to open it up this morning. So I've got it in my hand, a Cam Petway, the Southeastern Edition, and we've already had a listener call in. And uh, they've actually uh, gone out and picked up their copy and said, uh, said great job. Uh, we call him Bama Jim or Carolina Jim because he's one of those guys that pulls for Alabama in football and Carolina in basketball. So he just follows winners. So, But he's certainly gone, <laughs> he's gone out and picked up his copy. But I'll tell you what, one of my favorite articles, just reading it, is talking about the new wave of quarterbacks from your good friend Anthony Gimino around. Uh, page 80 of the southeastern edition and that's great that's one thing that we've talked about and we're going to break down the magazine as we go through but really uh you know it, it is that's one thing we had talked about the drop off in quarterback production and the sec should be a lot better next season and projected starters i like it uh jalen hurts uh austin allen and then jared stidham felipe franks at florida jacob eason at georgia you're already just naming those four you're uh obviously head and shoulders a step in the right direction for sec quarterbacks yeah, it's going to be good quarterback play uh, this year. Fitzgerald at Mississippi State. Uh, is uh, is Donut Man there today? No, he is out racing uh, drag cars today. <laughs> but he's got to go. Are you being Are you being serious? I'm being serious. That's he really a, is. Yeah, that's what that's his hobby. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a secret y'all had kept from me. I didn't know that. But you know, you got Fitzgerald from uh, from from State. Uh, Shea Patterson uh, at Ole Miss. You got I mean you've got some you got some really good quarterbacks in the conference this year and. Uh, and we'll see. You know, don't don't leave out uh, uh, Bentley at South Carolina. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's coming back strong. Uh, I think you got some teams that are that are actually considered maybe a little bit higher than they would be because of the because of the quarterback play. Uh, so yeah, I, I expect that you got some decent quarterback battles. But I don't think anybody needs to be. You know, people are saying, oh, the guy from Hawaii with the big long name, uh, he may push Jalen Hurts. Uh, they're saying that from the guy coming in at Georgia may push Eason. Um, you know, you're they're being being you know nice and fair about it with Sean White, but uh, there's got to be something very unusual that's not Stidham at Auburn. Uh, so I, I think you're you're going to have some some good talented backup quarterbacks, uh, but I think your I think your starting quarterback group is going to be extremely extremely strong. I think if Fitzgerald was playing for Alabama, or, or maybe playing for Auburn or LSU, or maybe Georgia, that he would be a Heisman Trophy contender, and he's going to be on the list now. But his supporting cast is not as strong at uh, at Mississippi State. And, and with Shea Patterson, you just got to wait and see what's going to happen with the Ole Miss situation because it's so tenuous right now because of the NCAA investigation and the, and the various off-field things that you just don't know what's going to happen with, uh, you know, with Ole Miss this year. Well, it's certainly a great read, and Texas A&M seems the only one that is uh, undecided on their quarterbacks. So uh, certainly going to be a much-improved year for quarterbacks uh, in the SEC. And then what you said only furthers my argument that, uh, that Dan Mullen, I'm going to give him the nod, the best quarterback coach in the SEC. Well, it's hard to argue against him because not only what he's done at, at Mississippi State, but what he did at Florida. Uh, I mean, you know, he's, uh, he's obviously a you – know, some, something happens where he's coaching – whether or not it's his responsibility or, or, or credit or what, but uh, but he does put out good quarterbacks. Look at what Dask Prescott did at State and what he's done at uh, at Dallas and and what Fitzgerald's done. You know, obviously uh, Tebow speaks for himself. They, I I think uh, I think Mullen deserves a lot of credit on that. Well, I tell you what, Lynn, uh, you didn't disappoint. And John Tabor, when I walked in the studio this morning, he, he immediately in his uh, you know normally he has been pleasant the last couple of weeks, but he has a tendency to be a uh, a big grizzly bear on Saturday morning. He looked at me. I was hadn't even made the coffee yet. Please tell me you got Lynn Scarborough on today. <laughs> I hadn't heard from Lynn. This, in a, this is true, Lynn. <laughs> 
So, so Lynn, John Tabor will now leave the studio happy. And as always, we enjoyed it. And another, just a great job on the magazine. Certainly a great read. And I encourage all our listeners to go out and pick up a copy of Lindy's magazine. Well, we can we can uh, can start uh, maybe in, in upcoming weeks now, kind of going through it and breaking it down since we're out there. And we know who all the predictions are, and and you know you got several other things you can talk about. The this, uh, I saw another thing uh, today by by someone else, not Coach Die, about the uh, possibility of going to nine games or moving uh, moving Missouri to the west and Auburn to the east, and what that would mean. So you got that out there. You've got the uh, the uh, controversy about the new rule about the early signing period that's going to be taking place uh, right there around before Christmas time, I believe. So you got that coming up. You got some interesting, interesting uh, off the field things that can be talked about as well as looking at the projections for what's uh, what's going to be coming up. I certainly want to discuss next week the the realignment, and I think if that does happen, it will go to the nine game schedule. We'll talk about that next week. Lynn, you go out and enjoy some uh, good college baseball today, and I'm going to tell you, your Auburn Lady Tigers are not going to disappoint you. They're going to come back, go against the grain, go against the statistics, and win two versus Oklahoma. Well, I sure would like for LSU, Kentucky, and Auburn all three to win today because we don't we don't need for uh, the four. The four uh, teams that were not involved going head-to-head, uh, we don't need them to uh, uh, to go out with an 0-8 record. There you go, Lynn. Appreciate it and enjoy talking with you this morning. Okay, man. Talk to you all soon.